listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday, the 16th of November. This is Recap, made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And you know what this is? It's a disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Do, 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 do. G'day, John. Hey, Jose, what's up? Not much, mate. Hey, thanks very much for stepping in uh, and filling in for Alice today, who's unfortunately second home with the Luigi. No worries, mate. I was very excited to hear the news yesterday on Recap about your little puppy whose name escapes me and uh, yeah. the big achievement yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I actually, uh, if you were listening yesterday, uh, Rooster, our, our, our new dog, um, actually went for a pee on uh, where he's supposed to, on the mat, just outside on the deck, which was very exciting, and I was very excited and told everybody about it. But it does mean um, that I have to issue an apology, and I haven't done this for a while. Oh. So yesterday I talked about Rooster and I referred to him as being nine months old. And uh, my partner has told me and uh, has insisted that I correct the record and tell everyone that he is actually six months old. So I apologize to everyone listening. Apologize to you, John. I apologize to Rooster, my partner, um, everybody. So. Actually, to be honest, Jose, that kind of makes sense because I was like, oh, like a nine-month-old puppy learning how to do that. I was like, oh, that's that's not the, you know, that that's okay. But six months, that's quite the achievement, I reckon, Jose. Well, there you go. He's even better now. He's even smarter and more beautiful than I thought. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for that that pep up, John. I appreciate that. But let, should we crack on because we've got quite a bit to talk about today? Where are we going to stop first, John? So we've got some earnings results from close to home with Napier Port today announcing its results for the 2021 financial year. Right, so I heard that their results made quite the splash. Great choice of words, Jose. <laughs> yes, well, unlike the Black Caps, they managed to steady the ship and deliver in terms of both revenue and net profit. Excellent cricket uh, reference there that I, uh, I don't understand at all. But let's dive into the numbers. Let's go. Let's just jump in a bit further. Ah, I see what you're doing there, Jose. I, I have to apologise about that one. That that was <laughs> low-hanging fruit and I took it. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So revenue, what's what's happened with the revenue at the ports? So the revenue came in at $109 million for the year, representing a 9% increase from its 2020 results, while its total net profit swelled to $22 million, increasing by a percent on last year. But what caused this, especially during the past pandemic-affected year? First, bulk cargo revenue rose by 32% to $42 million, and this was mainly down to an increase in log volumes through the port, with log activity making up almost two-thirds of all exports, with fresh produce, including those famous Hawke's Bay apples, Ooh, yummy. being the second biggest export, making up 14% of the total. Right, and so how about the revenue from its container ship services? Beat me to it, Jose. Container services, being the other main revenue driver for the for Napier Port, totaled $65 million for the year. 
This figure represented a 2% drop on 2020, which Napier Port put down to the global shipping container disruptions, which saw 50 fewer container ships dock in the bay compared to 2020. Now, you've talked about uh, Napier Port's revenue from both cargo and containers, but what impact did the lack of cruise ships have on the results? So for the 2021 financial year, Napier Port had the same amount of cruise ships dock as the Black Caps have in T20 World Cups. Do you know what that is, Jose? I feel like you're going to tell me. Zero. Oh! (laughs) This was not a surprise for Napier Port, as it noted in its previous annual result that it expected zero cruise ship activity for the 2021 financial year. But to give you an idea of pre-COVID levels for cruise ship activity, during the 2020 financial year, 76 cruise ships berthed at the port in the seven months before the pandemic, netting the port over $4 million in revenue. Now, digging deep into the archives for this one, in 2019, Napier Port saw 70 cruise ships dock, with Statistics New Zealand estimating that cruise passengers spent over $28 million in the Hawke's Bay that year. That's really interesting. But changing tack here, I see Napier Port is in the middle of constructing a new wharf. What uh, Did it it provide an update on this? Well spotted. And yes, the chief executive, Todd Dawson, spoke about it, saying the new wharf is expected to deliver increased shipping capacity, the ability to handle more and larger vessels, while also improving availability across the port's facilities. That added capacity will see the port welcome ships 24 hours of the day, and it will be able to accommodate both cruise and container ships. Napier Port also said that it will be completed earlier than expected, now due in early 2022. Now, one last thing I read that Napier Port employees are each receiving a cash and share bonus. Can you shed some light on that? Yep. This year saw Napier Port, for the first time, offer its Employee Recognition Scheme. This scheme is linked to key monthly business metrics, which the team achieved throughout the year and saw each employee, excluding senior management, receive just under $3,000, comprising of both cash and shares. Lovely. Thanks very much, John. Uh, Now, John, I was wondering, are you a fan of, of alternative milk? Is that like flavoured milk? Uh, well, it's like a milk that's not dairy, like made from almonds or oats even. Okay, does, um, I feel like this is a bad answer, but does banana milk count? Uh, like yeah, primo? sure. Yeah, primo. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's still got milk in it. That's just <laughs> flavoured banana, man. That's cool. Okay. But, but you, like, you like the primo. That's okay. I got you. You got to go with the flow, don't you? Well, uh, one of the big names in the non-dairy milk substitute game is reporting some issues around its supply chain, uh, amongst uh, other issues. Oatly Milk says it's facing some challenges this year, including supply disruptions, quality issues, and slower than expected sales growth in some markets, uh, all of which it says will probably impact its full year revenue. What is Oatly Milk when it's at home? Well, when it's at home, Oatly is a Swedish-based company producing a milk substitute derived from oats. It actually made an IPO earlier this year. It is now listed on the NASDAQ and is valued at $10 billion. Okay, let's dig a little deeper. What issues are they reporting? 
Okay, so Oatly said UK sales were $1 million lower than hoped for in its third quarter. Uh, this is because of driver shortages, which delayed deliveries. They also pointed to technical issues at its production plant in Utah and the States, which had a $3 million impact on sales. The company uh, also reported slower than expected sales growth from retailers in Europe and the Middle East. They blame that on the pandemic shutting down uh, some shops. So they're expecting a downturn in revenue. But what have their sales actually done for the third quarter? Well, even with all the disruption, sales rose by almost 50% to $171 million. But that was below expectations of $185.5 million. Pre-tax losses increased from $9.8 million in the same period last year to $41 million. Uh, Oatly said revenues for the full year will exceed $635 million. Now that's up from 2020, but us will still fall short of the expected amount, $694 million. And how did the market react to this? Yeah, good question. So Oatly's share price dropped uh, 20% from $11.82 to $9.35. <laughs> What else happened out there, Jose? Yes, uh, you might remember that last month uh, on Recap we talked about an impending possible strike of TV and film crews in Hollywood. I do. Is there an update? There certainly is. So uh, a threatened strike which would have heavily impacted production in North America has been narrowly avoided after workers voted to accept two updated contracts with uh, the Hollywood the Hollywood studios. Okay, let's back up a bit. Who was threatening to strike and why? Okay, so this involves the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, or IATSE. I'm just going to refer to it as the union. Now, uh, that's because it is a union that represents crew on TV and film productions in the States. It has over 63,000 members, covers everybody from, you know, uh, grips to best boys to, you know, lighting assistants to sound people, just about everybody that's in, you know, will be on a film set or a TV set. And they had been in a long-running negotiation with the Hollywood TV and film studios about better working conditions. Now, last month, they'd reached a tentative agreement, and we covered that in recap, after two years of failed negotiations. But union members had voted to start a strike if talks with Hollywood stalled even once more, which is why this vote was so important. Yeah, you can't make TV or movies without crew. You certainly can't. But what's in the new contracts? Yeah, good question. So the new three-year contracts include a 10-hour turnaround between shifts, at least 54 hours of rest over the weekend, and increased health and pension plan funding. There's also hefty fines in place if those terms are breached. And that means that's it for this episode of Recap. This is Recap for the 16th of November. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. Don't forget to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz if you want to get in touch. And you can also leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode description. Thanks for coming on the show, John. Appreciate it. And we'll see you all tomorrow. No worries. Mate wa.